This is Nancy Lambert, and you're listening to Best Faith Forward Podcast. Hey, hey, I'm back. I took a little break from podcasting to catch my breath and to process a new normal in my life. And um, I would really like to share that with you um, down the road. But for now, I am so excited to start a new series called Who Am I? And I wrote this outline a few years ago uh, for a women's conference uh, called Thrive at my former church. And recently, as I was looking through some boxes for something else, I I stumbled across these notes and thought, hey, this would be a great outline for my podcast. So <laughs> lucky you, you get to hear it. Um, just kidding. Ha- have you ever wondered about your identity and purpose in this world? I mean, I think everyone at some point in their lives have asked themselves this question, who am I? It may have started at the young age of 12 or 13, or or maybe after high school graduation. Uh, some may have asked this question like after college, or during marriage, or with children, or midlife, after retirement, or even well into the golden years. I mean, we all need to know why we are here. And it's important for us to know that we are accepted and valued and loved. And I believe, I believe a part of knowing our identity is knowing that we are accepted. But by whom is the question? Sometimes that's difficult to determine because we tend to confuse acceptance with involvement. I mean, we can feel like we're accepted in a group of people because we're involved in a group activity, but that doesn't always mean we're accepted. Now, I know that some of you who are listening were like me, who was usually one of the last chosen in PE class for some game that required some athletic ability which, by the way, was clarified in my Wallflower episode that I was not blessed with athletic ability. That was evident when team captains were forced by the teacher to pick their teammates. It was so humiliating. I wasn't always picked last, but it sure felt crummy when I was, and there I was surrounded by all my peers It was like waiting in line for ice cream, and when I finally got to the counter, they looked at me as if I was a little chubby and gave me plain yogurt. It was like a sudden feeling of sadness and rejection. You see, no one really knew who I was, only that I was quiet and I had a few friends. I mean, that's what I believed anyway. So... Unfortunately, the team captains in my day chose their friends and or they chose the ones who could contribute to a possible win for the team. 
And the better approach in my book maybe was to count off by twos. Less humiliation, but it was rarely practiced. Oh, and I I have to ask, how many of you still look at the number of friends you have on social media? I mean, come on. I know you do. I'm not the only one. To be accepted as a friend is such a great accomplishment on social media, isn't it? So let's look through some more friend suggestions and see how many more we can tally up on our profile pages. But when we're accepted, are we really accepted? Or does the other person just do it so they can rack up their number of friends too? It's such a messed up theory, but we still play the game. So even though I was finally chosen, whether by last resort or may have been a little better than the poor soul behind me in PE, I really wasn't accepted, even though I participated. Those memories haunted me for a long time. And somewhat through a lot of my adulthood. Do you ever feel like you're on the outside looking in? And do you know why you feel that way? You know, a lot of times I thought that. I wasn't accepted. And you know, I moved from one part of the country to another part when I was in my teens and... I really felt like I was on the outside looking in. I really didn't believe anybody really accepted me for who I was because I talked different and my accent was different. I mean, and, you know, I just really didn't feel like I ever felt, I mean, like I, I never fit in. So, you know, up until a few months ago, actually, within the last year, You know, God's really impressed upon my heart that I do belong. And I am accepted. And I'll tell you how I come to that. Through scriptures. Through his word. And you know, when I was on the outside looking in, all I really had to do was just participate. And whether the others accepted me or not was not my problem. So it's really a choice. You know, when you feel that way. I mean, you've got to take that leap of faith, put your best faith forward, and participate And like I said, the acceptance may or may not come. But the acceptance that I'm talking about is from a different source. And we're going to talk about that now. So before I continue, if you're listening and you do not know the saving power of Jesus Christ in your life, stay with me. Don't leave. You're listening for a reason. And whether it's by curiosity, or maybe you're searching for something better in your life, whatever the reason, it doesn't matter. 
I'm reaching out to you as well. So give me just a few more minutes. Christians, how do we know we are accepted? I found an answer in 1 Peter chapter 2. But before we dive into that, let's back up to 1 Peter chapter 1 for a little introduction as to why this letter was written from Peter to the Christians. Again, non-Christian, I want you to stay. You are invited, and you are certainly accepted here. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, wrote this letter around 63 years after Christ's birth, or what we call the year of our Lord, and he provided counsel to Christians who were being severely persecuted, which was instigated by the Roman emperor, Nero. Now, Nero was one of the most perverted, corrupt, and grotesque emperors in history. He was an adulterer, he was a murderer, and he hated Christians. And after the great fire in Rome that killed a lot of people there and destroyed most of the structures there, many people there blamed Nero for setting the fire. So he shifted the blame from himself to the Christians. And then he had thousands of them brutally and publicly murdered as punishment, which caused great instability within his empire. So Peter wrote to the Christians to give them encouragement and motivation through their extremely difficult times, which still applies to all children of God, even today. And he starts off by basically saying in verse 3 that we as Christians are to rid ourselves of all the sin, all the junk that keeps us from being set apart from the rest of the world. How are we set apart, you say? Because we were bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And paraphrasing what Peter said in the verses 2 and 3, that we should crave the pure spiritual milk like newborn babies so that by it we may grow up in our salvation and tasted that the Lord is good. So first he gives us things like the junk we're to get rid of. And secondly, he gives us some things that we should crave, like a deeper desire to godly living. You see, when you become a Christian, you are given a new identity. Rejected by humans, but chosen and accepted by God through the saving power of Jesus Christ You are so, so precious to Him. So this brings us to the focus of acceptance. In 1 Peter 2, verses 9 and 10, and I want to use the message version for for better clarity. It says, Peter says, But you are the ones chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, God's instruments to do His work and speak out for Him, 
to tell others of the night and day difference He made for you from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. I love that terminology, from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. Such simple words, but with but a powerful, powerful statement. And here's the New International Version of 9 through 10. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you have not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. What a statement of acceptance by God. And because of what God has done for us, we've been instructed to speak out for Him, to speak of His goodness and grace. We are to spread the news and tell others about our our night and day difference He has made in our lives. It's not about us saying, I'm right, you're wrong. All I have to say is, once I was rejected, but now I am accepted. Peter goes on to urge us that as foreigners and exiles, we are to abstain from sinful desires which wages war against our soul. Live such good lives amongst the natives of the world that though they accuse us of doing wrong, that they may see our good deeds and glorify God on the day He visits us meaning the day He returns, and to take His people home to a new heaven and a new earth. And friends, His visit will be personal, and it will be glorious. So let's not make ourselves cozy in this world. And don't indulge in our egos at the expense of our soul. Let's get out there and do what we were created to do. Our purpose is to win souls for Christ by telling others the night and day difference He has made in our lives. Now, if you're listening and you want to know more about how Jesus can change your life or you want to accept the free gift of Jesus, His amazing saving grace, email me at nancylambertbff.com at gmail.com. Please don't wait. Jesus is waiting to accept you with open arms. Now, as Christians, when we're mocked or we're attacked by showing our faith in Christ, it is our human nature to fight back. Instead, let's represent Christ in a way that our actions lead others to Him And to remember that one day all will bow and give glory to God when Jesus returns. You know, it's embarrassing to feel left out and picked last. But as humans, we tend to set our own standards of acceptance, especially on social media. And you may think, that being accepted 
through a friend request on social media will will make it all better. But friend, there's nothing more rewarding, more joyful, and more important than being accepted into the kingdom of heaven. God's love is not based on performance or status. Titus 3, 7 says, Oh, that having been justified by His grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. Friends, we will live and dwell in His kingdom forever simply because we believe in His death and victorious resurrection that will save the world. Next time, we'll focus on being valued in the Who Am I series. So, Tell yourself today, I am accepted, and I am to accept others as God accepts His children. Perceive it and believe it, my friend. God loves you, and He went to great lengths to prove it. The very least we can do is to tell the world about it. Thanks for listening. Please follow or subscribe to Best Faith Forward so you'll receive notifications of future episodes. I would love for you to leave a review or post your suggestions for future topics that you want to hear on this podcast. Until next time, press on, my friends. The best is yet to come.